Good day and welcome to Film Exploration with Ash Hurry. We're in the middle of season 12 where we're bringing you an episode a day every day in the days of October, leading very carefully and squeezing every ounce of spook and fright while it is still here in October to celebrate the scary movies and cinema in tribute to Halloween. And for today's episode, we're going to be talking about a cult classic with a star-studded cast, the adventure horror, the 1997 Anaconda, directed by Louise Leos and starring John Voight, Jennifer Lopez, Ice Cube, Eric Stoles, Jonathan Hyde, Carrie Wera, and Owen Wilson. The acrimony of John Voight is an outrageously career high in this B-movie that bats some eyelids when I say this, considering his resume that meanders from prestigious Oscar-winning directors to Oscar-nominated films. Laughable yet growingly intriguing is the plot, and somehow this film is without any dilettantes you casually see pop up in these monster horror movies, especially those in the mid-90s, but Anaconda adopts some of the finest performances from actors who we would later see would all be successful in their craft, or were already claiming prestige early on. The movie starts and remains in this beautiful oblivion that is the Amazon rainforest with a ostentatious film crew who are there to shoot a documentary about the people of the mist, a legendary lost Amazon tribe. En route, they pick up Spartan-thinking, slimy river rat Sarone, played by John Voight, who, at an educated guess to us and them, has probably been ostracised, but nonetheless, their civilised thing to do is to help him. The very action of him chucking his bag on the boat is a power play from the get-go to his intentions and his authority that will soon infect and contaminate the minds of the others on the boat. His odd charm and knowledge of their frightening surroundings is a slight boost to their unheard objection to his presence on their boat, and the main incentive of his rescue besides the decency that surrounds leader Eric Stoll is the quid quo pro deal they make where Sarone will lead them to the people of the mist after claims he has met them before. His true intentions are of course something else entirely to hunt down the biggest snake the world has ever seen, and the whereabouts of it, of course, is right in the thick of things for our documentary crew. The packed boat starts to be making a lot more sense as we realise the director's true aim of their genuine necessities are to be eaten or come face to face with the title character. Now, snakes have always been a significant sponsor to the monster genre serving as the very foundation and epitome of evil, dating back to the biblical stories of Adam and Eve to the very classics of Clash of the Titans. They are mesmerizing in nature, curious in anatomy, and unexplainably obsessive to observe as a creature roaming amongst humans. The very nature of snakes are the fact that they're the only true carnivorous animals in the world, meaning their diet is that of only other living things. Hollywood have dipped and died with exploiting the fascination of snakes in remedial stories to produce and expand on people's fear of snakes. Venom in 1981, the sideshow of their antagonism in Clash of the Titans, Indiana Jones, Conan the Barbarian, Harry Potter, Kill Bill 2, plus much others. Only a select few have shined the entire spotlight on the snake itself, like Snakes on a Plane, King Cobra, and of course the film in question here, which spawned about three or four sequels that grew in cult classic status. But none can ever return to the nostalgia and precision qualities this 1997 thriller fashioned. In Anaconda, the snake in question is a mixture of CGI done extremely well for 1997, also blended in with animatronics and, dare I say, real-life snakes that gives this movie a mixed bag of vantage points when it comes to the snake itself. 
The film doesn't slow down to its qualities of a true B-horror movie where quite possibly the greatest snake death is displayed for us without remorse to the viewers at the end of the movie where Sarone finally meets his prized possession face to face. His delirious demise echoes that of the quintessential Captain Quentin Jaws, fueled by passion to catch his prized possession, surrounded by an air of madness that sees both characters quite literally in the mouths of the victim at the end of the movie. Sarone, however, quite possibly gets the shorter end of the stick as he is wrapped so tightly his bone seems to pop out and pulverised and then swallowed whole, head first, and if that isn't enough, he is then regurgitated out, covered in God knows what, semi-conscious, and right there does the classic B-horror movie thing which excels this whole movie where he winks at a screaming Jennifer Lopez as she tries to avoid his very same fate. Anaconda adopts serious 70s exploitation monster movies like Piranha, a simplistic concept with one gold, sink or swim. They probably sit towards the end of the golden age of it's so bad it's good, and I think that's a fair comment. I mean, the film on paper shouldn't be good, but it's a hell of a ride, extremely enjoyable, and the actual film is well shot, really capturing this suffocating greenery that constantly surrounds the cast on the boat. The film excels with the characters of the movie that proceeds to shear this horror flick away from the rocky moments this film could easily have crashed into. The film doesn't owe its thanks to the snake, but in fact the snakey presence of Sarone, who manages to be vile, repelling and hard not to watch, emulating that of a snake, echoes blinding characteristics of the creature he so desires to catch. Anaconda deserves the accolade. It's not ambivalent with its tone of direction. It remains like Sarone's Mine, a one-tracked movie that never decides to go completely bonkers with anything. Everything that happens in this movie, we kind of expect to happen, and the film doesn't try to be clever. It just, instead, it just focuses on the shoot, the acting, and the implementations of the snake. The mixed bag on the boat is another moment in this film that they should be proud of, mixing bourgeois class with someone from NWA and exploiting that in the characters in a playful way that creates their hierarchy. And that never disarrays that just simply noticeable and that's it the snake or situation that brings these people together these different class of people together is another testimony to great character development that i like i mentioned in tremors is the key ingredient when you make a monster movie but you also have to have the ace in a bag too delivering on the monster itself and this film did not disappoint and if you don't believe me well just ask owen wilson or jonathan hyde or John Boy himself. Anyway, that's all I have time for with this 1997 monster epic. Always gave me a real sense of unease when I watched this film, but I remember it being a hell of an experience when I first watched it, and it will always hold a special place in the film archives for me. But drop me a follow on Instagram, that's film exploration AH or lowercase or one word, and you can also subscribe to my podcast on Google, Amazon, iTunes, and Spotify. But for now, thank you for tuning in to season 12 with Film Exploration with Ash Hurry. Oh,